you guys. We've got Burger King today. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Uh, this, this is the uh, the BCS? Uh, Yeah. All right, I'm going to keep us on topic the here. The flame-grilled chicken. We are about to eat a Burger King uh, flaming chicken sandwich. And very excited about that. Flaming? But more importantly, Flame broil. this is Feedworthy. <laughs> Episode 7. 7! If you aren't familiar with our podcast, Welcome back. this is a a podcast brought to you by Rebuild out of New Center, Detroit, a digitally born creative agency. And I'm here with Eric Bowe. Yo. And and also Steve St. Germain. Hey, everyone. And Eric is a, a newly, or you're reinventing yourself again, again, as you do. 15th time. Now as an author. Yes. His book is out. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, thank you. The foundation for what a lot of rebuild strategies are are built on this book. Built on Primal Shoppers, the book. It's on Amazon if yes. you're interested. And if, and if you want a copy, just message Eric. Just send him a message and ask him. He's got a few. I don't know how many he's got, but he's got, got a, a couple. few of them. Or buy it. I think, I think Eric would appreciate if they <laughs> bought the book, Steve. <laughs> a few of you may be able to get a book, I'm just saying, if just you saying. ask. Uh, so we're here today to talk about a few things. We're, we're going to go over... Well, why, don't you, why don't you give them the breakdown, Eric? Yeah, sure. Yeah, all right. I'm going to have, bite, I'm gonna have my bite of my, B, my BCS. So like every episode, what we look out there since we last talked, which was our Super Bowl episode, mm. what's Let's been in the news, what have um, brands been trying to do? And we have a couple twists today. We're going to try a couple different things with our format. Um, let us know if you like them. So the topics today is we're going to talk about Burger King and them trolling the colonel. Uh, we really found some very interesting things. Street's going to talk about the Sephora app uh, addiction, which mm -hmm. was really interesting. And then we're going to twist it a little and talk about um, how Kroger and Family Fun Nights sort of go together and talk a little bit about what they can do there. And then finally, we're going to wrap up the podcast, and Steve's going to take us through a political throwdown by Walmart and Cottonelle. So as always, as we go through this, we'll tell you whether it's feed-worthy and they're generating a lot of buzz or feed-worthless, amongst many other opinions and comments. I'm going to keep eating this sandwich, but we should, yeah. we should keep moving. All right. Well, let's keep moving. So if you've been watching TV lately, you probably saw an ad where Burger King is dressed up like the Colonel because they have a new chicken sandwich. And we thought we would partake with it. So we all have chicken and fries in front That's of good. us from wow. Burger King. I really like it. We got a thumbs up from um, Mr. DeAngelis. I'm also very hungry. Street's just yeah. staring at us saying like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's got this sauce that I can't quite place. This is like a honey mustard or some sort of very sweet sauce. Dijon. Maybe a Dijon. It's different. I think I'm very hungry too, so that might be yeah. part of it. Sorry. Well, we had to walk to get it, so I get it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling what the, uh, the hype's about. You're feeling very good about it. Yeah. So some things about the fast food category when we looked into this that were interesting. First of all, you can take any two fast foods like Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King, and KFC, and you're going to get a lot of posts. I mean, there's a high volume of people, um, either shout-outs, complaints, who's the best, who's not. But what we're really going to talk about is something Burger King has been doing lately is they've been trolling the competition. Um, in December, um, you may or may not be aware is that if you had the Burger King app loaded and you went 
um, on a nearby a McDonald's, you would get a pop-up for a one-cent Whopper, and you could actually go then to Burger King and get that Whopper. Well, now they're actually trolling KFC, or KFC with, as I said, the Colonel is, uh, excuse me, the Burger King is dressed up like a Colonel. There's a lot of titles in this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the battle of the uh, mascot characters. Yeah. A little bit. And um, he's referring to himself, or the commercial refers to him as KFG, the King of Flame Grilling. So some of the responses from this, the first one is the KFC advocacy came out. And, for example, Dwayne Cox um, tweeted out at KFC, someone's commercial says a king outranks a colonel. They forget that only one of those titles earned. Sorry, at Burger King. (laughs) Uh, Another one, at Owl's Overlaps. Just saw this Burger King commercial. Try to replicate a KFC one because they were advertising chicken and, like, no. The colonel definitely outranks the king. Want to be on this one. All right, going for KFC there. Uh, And (laughs) this last user says, uh, BK really tried coming at me with KFC with a, quote, the thing, the king always ranks higher than the colonel, as if Burger King chicken doesn't taste like cat liver. Cat liver. I'm not tasting cat liver. I'm taking. I'm tasting just chicken. It could be chicken liver. <laughs> yeah. No, it's chicken. It's chicken. Actually, we're all. We're all. We're all. It tastes okay. quite good. I'm. I'm uh, afraid to admit. Some other people were just um, doing shout-outs to the whole trolling thing that's going on. So, like um, Jake Lang um, Logsdon writes or tweets out. So why is Burger King throwing shade at KFC all of a sudden? Trying to steal some of that market share. Another one uh, at. B and then a bunch of letters or numbers. Burger King is throwing hands with everyone. They f- first they copied McDonald's Big Mac. Now they said a king is better than a colonel, referring to KFC. Who is next? Who's next? Uh, and then Bill here tweets at ESPN. <clears throat> he must have seen the commercial. He says that Burger King commercial was good. A king always outranks a colonel. LOL. However, I prefer KFC chicken to any other fast food chicken. So nice try, Burger King. LOL. Um, another one, another brand actually trolled Burger King, which is interesting. It's like, I don't know if we refer to that as double trolling, but um, it's Kingsford. And um, Kingsford just replies, out, oh, look, Burger King and KFC are arguing who serves the best grilled, grilled meats. That's cute. And um, there's a visual um, out there. You can't be a king if you don't use King, Kingsford. So, again, trying to jump into the conversation. I did a nice job. Yes, actually, it's a very appropriate very nice. place for it. Then there's this bizarre thread we found where people were comparing KFC with Burger King, and not exactly in a positive way. <laughs> Emily Lansdell um, tweeted out, new KFC ads creeping me out, not making me hungry for chicken. Can't decide which is worse, KFC or Burger King. And she's showing the recent KFC RoboCop ad, if you've seen that, which is <laughs> definitely out Absurd. there. And then obviously the Burger King ad. And it's hashtagged fast food, hall of freaks. There you go. Yes. Don't forget that part. I forgot that part, my bad. Uh, Another one, at Folo Watkins. Are Burger King and KFC competing to run ads, which will guarantee I never eat there again? (laughs) Is Mickey D going to have an ad that shows Ronald groping an American flag just to make certain I avoid them? (laughs) Okay. Some imagery there. I love that. So here's a question. Let's wrap up the Burger King thing. Did you guys wrap up your burgers yet? With one final bite, I will be wrapped. So let me ask you a question. Um, let's, let's use food worthy for this. Was this burger? Was this chicken sandwich food worthy? Yes or no? 
And you got a yeah, whole. <laughs> I find it pretty fitting that we were in a moment of need. We're hungry. Right. And fast food solved the problem. So I'm going to raise it up a level and say, I don't really think it matters. Okay. And when you're hungry, chicken's chicken. So let me ask you the ultimate question. Let me rephrase. Would you buy it again? Probably not. Okay. Uh, I mean, if I needed it and it was quick and it was convenient, like, I mean, if it was, if there was nearby and I was like starving, yeah, why not? To me, it's like I would take the Whopper 10 out of 10 times over this if I was going to go to Burger King. Yeah. Okay. Same here. It's nothing wrong. I mean, it tastes good, but it's sort of like, is that the go-to sandwich I would get there? Yeah. So as far as the trolling, feed worthy or worthless? I like the trolling. Okay. I, I, I'm going to go worthy. Yeah, I'm going to go food worthy on this one. I think that... Um, <laughs> feed worthy or food worthy? <laughs> I'm going to go food worthy, yeah. But um, them aligning themselves more with the chicken brand and, you know trying to get people who might be going to KFC think twice about Burger King for this kind of thing is a, is a win. Even if they're in the same conversation, it's probably good for them. And All I, right. They don't see Kingsford take a brand voice stance as often, I think. That came out of so nowhere. That was kind of fun. Yeah, I that was seeing fun. that. My, my take on it is, I'm sorry to agree with one of the um, tweeterites out there. It's like, what's next? Mm. You know, first McDonald's. <laughs> thanks for that, Steve. <laughs> first McDonald's, that. then <laughs> you have, um, you know, KFC. What's next? And as far as KFC goes... It's a what's next for them, too. They're cycling through kernels like nothing, and now they're on RoboCop. <laughs> what are they going to do? Yoda next? I mean, I mean it's, hard, it's hard to stay relevant. In it really, in it really world, is. When well, especially when your change. food doesn't change. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's enough of the Burger King. Let's go on to Sephora. Yeah. So uh, we saw a very interesting thread here from uh, a lot of shoppers from Sephora, a lot of people using the app. So. Uh, apparently, this is a pretty sticky app, meaning when you're kind of near the location, they'll ping you. Um, they notify people of certain sales. And Sephora, if you're not familiar, it's a makeup brand. Uh, one of their main competitors is Ulta. And it's more on the kind of the high-end scale. Uh, and so we're seeing a lot of people uh, basically talk about how they just can't get enough of it, um, how it is very impulsive, how it's a, a kind of dangerous for them. Um, none of us really use the Sephora app. I don't think any of us have yet. I'm going to abstain. I've learned a lot about Sephora in the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've, we've dug in and done a little bit of research on this one. Uh, we even talked to Becca from uh, Rebuild. She helps out uh, in the office. Uh, it was very, very enlightening. Um, we learned about membership levels. Well, obviously, the she VIP. gave us the female take because... She did. Not only that, but the, the, the person who uses multiple brands, too. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's right. So... Um, you know, there's, it's, it's basically like a reward system or a loyalty program to get people to, you know, when you're spending a lot of money on makeup, you want to kind of be rewarded and get some free things along the way. So that's the idea. And, you know, one of the main themes that we saw was, number one was app regret. So users um, Tay here says, I'm feeling impulsive and I want to order some skincare. Someone come delete my Sephora app before I spend my entire paycheck. I, I love these. Sunny tweeted out, somebody needs a phys to physically restrain me from spending all my money on makeup. The Sephora app is worst thing ever to happen to me. And another one, Mac Gubbles. Every time I re-download the Sephora app, I remember why I deleted it in the first place. Hashtag take my money. I love that one. Take my money. Yeah. I, I mean, I can kind of relate. Like some of these uh, shopping, like if I have the Best Buy app for whatever reason, if I download it, like... I have to I have to delete it after a couple of weeks, otherwise I'm just going to dig in. There's going to be something there that I, I'm going to find that I suddenly well, need. And this one's very similar to what we talked about with Amazon prior. 
it's it's almost an addiction and all it takes is one stimulant outside of in the outside world that brings you right back to that app again right and that could be five minutes of boredom (laughs) (laughs) exactly uh and then you know people are saying that this app makes it just so easy for them to order so uh at lotus flower here says sephora needs to make their website more mobile device friendly the app is way too dangerous to keep on my phone uh, Short's Choice tweeted out, Apple Pay on the at Sephora app is not safe at all. LOL, it's just too easy. And they show a meme of, you know, show Kardashian. Or, yeah. Kim doing, Kardashian. Doing the money throw thing. Uh, another one, Fee says, the Sephora app is a blessing and a curse at the same time. It's so easy for me to reorder products, but it also has this ability to train my bank account. To drain, I think she says, she says train, drain, I mean, drain right. my bank account. <laughs> And drain. Or train, train her. Train, train her and drain. drain. It's that time. <laughs> brain <of> training. <laughs> Uh, and then lastly, the app is pretty smart. So uh, as I mentioned up front, uh, at Liz Laurie here commenting, it says the app lets you know where you are near when you are near a store. And the worst thing is it works on me every time. So driving in-store traffic. Well, yeah, it's like then. And, but again, just like it's too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, plantain ma- Mammy. Um, tweeted out this four app needs to leave me alone. I love that one. <laughs> uh, the last one, CW. Panic ordering skincare in the Sephora app because they sent me a one push notification about things being in my cart. I need to uninstall the app. Becca said the same thing. She said an email triggered her. Really? Uh, yeah, there's an email and you're boom, you're right back in the yeah. app again. It's, it's, just because there's an alert on a price savings. You know, just right? when <laughs> you think you got out, they suck you back in. <laughs> it does not sound healthy here. All these people. Um, but yeah, so, you know, they make it worthwhile at least. So for every dollar that you spend, you, if you're an insider, which is the free account, you get one point for every dollar you spend or 1.25 points if you're the VIB status, or if you're the Rouge status, you get uh, one and a half points for every dollar you spend. You get a free gift on your birthday. There's seasonal savings. There's lots of different benefits here. Uh, and, and people that spend a lot, you know, they, they find it worth it to to be able to get these bonuses. Well, they figured out, and I refer to these as addiction levels, <laughs> yeah. you know, because, you know, you're gonna talk about it in a second, we start looking at the tweets. Not just addiction, but dedication to the brand. Well, they're dedicated to their addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's dedicated about something, I'm not clear what. Yeah. So, and then uh, lastly, in terms of the VIB, and this is uh, what, very important buyer, I assume? Uh, actually, it's <clears throat> a very important beauty insider. Gotcha. Come on, Steve. Okay, there Come we on, go. Steve. Beauty Get inside. with the VIB here. So Shelly uh, says, if you're a VIB at Sephora, you know you have the Sephora app, check it. You might have two free makeovers and other gifts just chilling there. And then uh, she follows up and says, I didn't even know I was a VIB. I downloaded the Sephora <laughs> app to make an appointment for a shoot. Fancy. And they were like, hey, you have two free full makeovers. So, I mean, there's uh, a little bit of surprise and delight here, too. I have a feeling she made a pretty big order. I, I love this one. Olivia tweeted out, just made an impulse buy on at Sephora app just to reach the VIB Rouge again this year, which it's, is the This is like Delta Sky Lounge type of could be. Type, you know, Sky Points. Yeah. $1,000 like, level. People probably talk about these, you know, bragging about where, where they're at. I'm almost, I'm almost bumped up to the next level. Oh, I'm yeah. at Rouge. <laughs> uh, the last one is Small Town Cat Mom. Tell me why yesterday my Sephora app said I was $13 away from the VIB Lounge. And then today it made a purchase of $30 and it says I'm at 633 away from heartbroken. <laughs> you know why that was? Yikes. No. They had a bunch of things in their cart that they never bought. 
Uh, yeah, so. Okay. Oops. So. Um, but yeah, so as I mentioned, uh, we did sit down with Becca for a few minutes, uh, you know, earlier this week and got her thoughts on, you know, shopping in general, shopping usage. She has a little bit of familiarity with this space more so than I think we do. Right. Uh, so let's let's cut to that and let's hear just a little bit from our conversation with Becca. What do you go through? Like, I have a need. What, <laughs> or I just got an email and then it says there's a sale on something uh, and I have the app on my phone, so I'm going to go buy it. You total, it. total impulse. You got it, received an email, and then what, re-downloaded it again or deleted it? So I don't have the Sephora app. Ah, I've never okay. had the Sephora app. Uh, I'm a member of their club. Okay. What kind of, what um, kind of member are you? I'm yeah. not the VIP okay. because I shop at multiple places, like uh, Ulta as well. Uh-huh. Um, but I am a member of whatever their general level club is. So do you use it? Or how often do you shop either on the website or wherever it is um, it kind of depends uh, because I do use Ulta as well. Uh-huh. So it depends. Sometimes Ulta has a sale uh-huh. and Sephora doesn't have a sale. Yeah. So I go back and forth between the two. Okay. Um, I have to buy gifts for people. And yeah. I was just on Sephora looking for like a gift yes. sets and stuff for them. Oh, cool. um, and again, seeing the emails are yeah. dangerous. I'm, uh, they have uh, pretty good perks, too. I mean, there's, there's yeah, there a reason that yeah. people, you know, follow this stuff. Well, that's the thing. It's like, so beyond this, I also ha- I have something called Ebates. I don't know if you guys are familiar oh, yeah, with that. Definitely. Yeah. So a lot of times I will look on the websites to purchase anyway because yeah. you can get more money back. Yeah. And you can get whatever sale they're right. getting. Yeah. So, um, like, I just bought our stroller yep. and I got 10% cash back on it and that stroller doesn't go on sale ever so I just That's got probably $300. yeah so I just got a ton of money back so I look for I also do that was where I compare like if we're talking about Sephora specifically I'll compare the Ebates and whatever sales they're having oh, wow, okay. versus Ulta and Sephora yeah. to see which is better the combination yeah because I, can, I also am I'm in both clubs so you're so a member. Better. Yes. We're committed to the one and try to become that platinum member or the VIP. Um, I have been close to doing to getting the VIP at Ulta over Sephora. So they have a version of that too. They do. Um, and I think that was again because I was buying gifts for people, oh, and okay. so I was getting more points there. Did you have to spend a fair amount of money? I think it was, yeah. was it like 150 a month or something. For the Rouge, that's the top of the line. It's 350 a year or a thousand a year. But it's super easy to do that at yeah. Sephora because the they have a high. They their stuff is very high end. I mean, they have some lower end stuff, but the thing about Ulta is you can get lower end and higher end. Um, Sephora is more high end. So, anyways, yeah, thoughts. I think that Becca is probably not alone in her deal-seeking uh, ways, right? And it's probably what this does very well. It sucks in people to get one little piece and then does a really nice job of bringing you along to spend more and more and keep you in their app versus in Ulta's or somebody yeah, else's. I agree. I, I don't. The funny part, you're using the word deal-seeking Yeah. on $25 lipstick. Yeah. Remember we watched the um, whole video on, it was a dollar store, it was a Sephora. Yes, yeah, so the Sephora $20 kit versus the dollar store kit. Yeah, and so the thing is here, it, it, it's, it's, deal seeking is interesting because it's how you see value. 
Mm. And what they do extremely well is they constantly is sort of Pavlovian, like many loyalty programs, just to keep you going to get to a mm-hmm. higher level. And it definitely works for that journey shopper who doesn't mind to have something, remi- you know, oh, a reminder, to, a cue to go look, and then boom, all of a sudden your cart's got $600 of the stuff in it. <laughs> totally towards the journey shopper. And I do think this is definitely a feed-worthy idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to agree. Steve, what do you think? Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, the best thing I can liken this to is kind of like, you know, for me, I use Moose Jaw Points. Oh, there you <laughs> so, go. And REI has his yeah, has a REI dividend too. program. Yeah, uh, and so like that's that's the closest thing I can relate it to. I don't have an app for REI or Moose Jaw, but I can absolutely see. You know, I'm going to be spending a lot of money to this with on this type of stuff. I want to either become a loyalist or stick to the one uh, shop, and it makes it kind of fun. Maybe even gamifies it a little bit. So yeah. I see why people like it, and I see why it could work for Sephora. So good on them for kind of thinking of a, you know, taking shoppers' habits and turning it into a program. I agree. So let's move on to the next subject. We're going to do something a little different in this one, where a lot of times we talk about how brands create campaigns to create conversations. This time we're going to talk a little bit about a brand that's out there trying to be a part of a conversation, and the brand is Kroger. And this sort of triggered us when we saw over the last couple of weeks in their insert, um, they were pushing family fun night or family game night. Both of those work. And um, you would go to Kroger, and they would be – offering up games you could play but they also did a nice job because they offered up snacks and other things you could do on family fun night or family game night what's interesting is that there is a lot of posts around family fun night there's a lot out there most though are from locations um like restaurants or civic halls or stuff like that or there's the house or the house yeah promoting um the night a smaller portion are actually from in-home experiences but they're out there and there's many games mentioned and this was a little surprising the top board game mentioned was Monopoly. I have childhood, so, childhood favorite of mine. Childhood yeah, it's classic. It's classic. It has, Car- been, it has been reinvented, I'll tell you that much. Well, there's like a lot. thousand versions. Like yes. there's everything from Star Wars Monopoly to... There's a Pony Monopoly. Pony Monopoly. My Little Pony Monopoly. I, something <laughs> like that, yeah. What do you exchange? Like horse stalls? Unicorn what, what powers. Okay. I don't know. I'm oh, sure. power. <laughs> okay, that was a rabbit hole. Um <laughs> From the card games, they have Uno. And what's interesting I found was that from a video standpoint, I didn't think we'd find any video play systems, but Mario Kart um, and the Nintendo Switch show up quite a bit. So, guys, talked a little bit about game night um, you know, on the social feeds. What about your game night? Do you do that? Yeah, I mean, our kids are pretty young, but we've definitely adopted this you know, retreat, You know, get, get the kids away from a screen and doing some type of activity that would, you know, involve food maybe they're making their own pizza or whatever it is so yeah of course we've we do variations of family game night a lot when we go up north so um throwing some music you know put the stereo on um bust out the wine obviously uh everyone is I, I like your version of family game night. Well, yeah. that's like friends night i think which is yeah yeah kind of just a, a deviation of this right it's it's all good i mean it's the same concept yep yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, lately, over uh, New Year's, we did a puzzle. You know, it's like a thousand-piece puzzle, and everyone gets a little corner of it, and you just and hang out. And did you have wine still? Yeah, of course. Of course. Mandatory. The funny part with this is, like, going back to my youth, we used to play a lot of board games. You know, I'm a little older, so it's pre-video everything. The funniest thing had to be, and I was looking for that, is who actually tips the board over because they're losing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the board flip. Yeah, the board flip. Unfortunately, and I would have been very excited if I found hashtag board flip, but it wasn't out there. I think 
I think fa- the friends nights thing is not just exclusive to board vi- or video games. I think no. people are merging the two things and, you know, spending a little bit of time doing one. It's all moderation, right? Totally, boy, totally about moderation. So right now, let's go back to Kroger a little bit, guys. Let's talk about this. Right now, I would argue Kroger, I like the idea of what they're trying to do. They're trying to become relevant um, within that social feed. And we always work with our clients. And this is an important point. We work with our clients to be relevant in conversational themes that persist on a regular basis because that's how you elevate your brand. That's how you get exposure um, to audiences that may not may be unfamiliar with you. But right now, I think um, Kroger's a wildfire. So let me ask you both a question. What are things they could do to become part of that theme? I mean, Thoughts? The, the, the building of, of packages. <laughs> <laughs> the building of, of the packages is, is a good start, right? I mean, intercepting people when they're, out a bit more. they're planning their week, right, no, or a no, certain Go day. back to your packages a second, because you told me a great story about... Um, oh, the power, out of pa- the power outage package. Yeah, so, I think it was a great idea. Yeah, two cool. summers ago, when there were power outages were just quite frequent in our city, uh, we had to resort to the, you know, with you know young children, entertaining them for a few hours without power when it was cold and you're huddled by a fire. So we had to get, we were desperate, you know, we were putting together, you know, random games like Jenga and reinventing it to make it fun for a three-year-old. Right. Uh, so we had our go-to, you know, set of games and snacks sort of that we would go, you know, pick up and in an instant you'd be able to entertain and, and relax for a little bit and not worry about power coming back on every 15 minutes. I love that story. How, you know, so then translate that to Kroger a little bit. Well, I mean, if you're, if they can identify those four or five things that are happening happening regularly and you're a grocery store where people find themselves at least once a week um, if not twice for pickup or fill-in shopping you've got an opportunity to get in front of people well yeah actually take it a little bit further you and i worked on aldi for a while Mm -hmm. we were always pushing them to do more packaging type of stuff whether it's a meal but in this case and we never really came across this for aldi was it'd be interesting to do a a family fun night package that would include everything you need yeah. And that's because right now on their website they list stuff. Yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a it's shopping a, list exactly. Yeah, so yeah. It's basically you have to put the list together yourself. Yeah. So I love that idea of packaging. Another thing they can do is you know make try to make or own a family game night ritual. And some brands have done this successfully. Like for example, you can own the day of the week, so you can say Wednesday night's game night. Don't forget. So you become that advocate for family night. And you sort of do your marketing around it. The other way they could do it is sort of like in Detroit, we have this third Thursday where you go out, you know, and people congregate. I'm a little old, but I know. Yeah, people do it. Yeah, yeah. I do it. But think of that as sort of with families. It could be every third Tuesday you have family. So it doesn't need to be every week necessarily, but it could be a regular time period, which becomes a part of your marketing calendar. What, what else? Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, and there's even like National Day of Unplugging. Uh, which it actually just passed us, but it's like for all these people that are on digital all the time and you need a little bit of a break. And so, you know, kind of owning that uh, a couple days before leading up to it, weeks before leading up to it, letting people know it's there, giving people, you know, inspiring ideas around that day and just say, unplug, put the devices down and, and, bu- and hang out. And buy a family fun package. Oh, yeah. and by the oh, way, yeah. we've got it by set up right right. for you. <laughs> and I do like that heightened awareness. And it's sort of like one of those, nobody owns the unplugging day. You know, you have other days out there that people own. I think that's a great idea to go out there and take advantage or make heightened awareness around it so you get a spike in interest. 
The funniest thing, though, had to be the tweet Steve found in there. R11 says, I will only participate in the National Day of Unplugging this week if I can live tweet the entire experience. I love that. <laughs> That's <laughs> so not needle, how it works. <laughs> well, needless to say, being, you know, using digital ethnography where you're out there looking to see, okay, well, what are people, um, you know, tweeting out about this? And rightfully so, we found stuff up to it. But on the day of, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't find much, which makes total sense. And we, and we need it. We need it more often. I think we should move to a national one day a month where you're unplugged. Yeah, good luck with that. We You're going to have cases of nomophobia. Have you guys tried the Circle? <laughs> Do you, are you familiar with the Circle app at all, kind of on this unplugged thing? No. The Circle app? No. So Circle app is this thing where all of your devices in your home are connected to this app, and it monitors usage of each device, including your own phones, and you can set them to timers. You can shut them off remotely. You can see any content that's consumed. It's for kids mostly, but... But you, you know, do it with your wife, too. <laughs> We, we have to regulate ourselves, well, I, which we do via the I, screen I think we time. all need to be. The screen time notifications. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Anytime you go, you're trending down, it's a positive week. There you go. So transitioning to the, the last and uh, probably the most, well, maybe the most debate-worthy of our uh, themes this week is the backlash that happened when, uh, coincidentally, Walmart and Cottonelle both ran ads that featured gay couples. And... Um, you know, really, what I what I thought was interesting about this wasn't necessarily the rea- the, the backlash itself, right? And that that's going to happen, um, but it's more if you rewind back to Kaepernick. If you guys remember us yeah. talking about that, obviously yeah, quite a bit, right? Like, um, episode two or one? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Two. It two was maybe. early, right? Two. 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 Um, yeah, it's Nike. Ha- ha- what we thought you know, right, was mm-hmm. that they t- had a, a very specific objective. And it was and it was tied to a brand belief, which was nice. But this was Nike, who's in the Fortune 500. They're like somewhere around 85 or something right. like that, right? So they can take risks that are more calculated and and go harder, and not be one of the top 10 that take a risk like what Walmart did here, and uh, or not a risk. You know, they're they're. It seemed like they were more specific about running something that was kind of quiet. Because it was an, only through social, and uh, it, was, it was serial content. It was called Love in the Isle. Yes. So it wasn't like it was really a commercial. Right. And you know, Nike went. I don't know what the impression levels well, were. were I mean, they were everywhere. Unbelievable. Yeah. For three days, you couldn't see anything but it, which was cool. This was definitely a them dipping their toe in the water. Is what I felt like. Okay. You know, versus being the more brave and just stand out and make a stance. This was kind of let's put something out, something out, and see what happens. Um, at least in my mind. No, I actually like your take on when um, we talked about it earlier. You, they're not, they were actually reprimanded by a lot of LGBTQ type of um, people because of their stance with certain things in the past. So mm-hmm. I was just surprised they did it based on their history. Um, I'm not saying it's good or bad. No, I mean, any, any step in the right direction is a step, but it's, uh, um, it, it, was, it was interesting to see. Yeah, I, I, you know, I appreciate seeing it. It's like Walmart has been one of these brands that is so safe in every way. Well, it's a Fortune and 10. I mean, you're, when you're yeah. anywhere in the top 10, you, I feel like safe is what happens. Well, yeah. you go vanilla. Yeah. yeah. yeah Even Apple, do. who's, you know, Apple. is pretty liberal. Is, yeah, but so let me get this right. Apple is Apple? <laughs> Apple's pretty <laughs> Apple. <laughs> I hope so. Pretty plain. Pretty plain. <laughs> So, the so Cottonelle, yeah. yeah, the Cottonelle one, what I thought was more interesting because 
Continental's gone more on the, I don't want to say risque side, but more on the controversial side. I think theirs was totally intentional. Um, and they were, like, I think Nike, they were hoping to get backlash. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. They weren't, they weren't dipping their toe quite like Walmart. They went They, they went, went all they in. Went all in and this they, was a toilet brand. And they were trumpeting on their <laughs> Doing social. Doing things. <laughs> yeah. I know, they were trumpeting on their social network that, um, some networks were refusing to air the ad. Yeah. So they were, it's almost like they're vic- they playing the role of the victim. And if you watch this, I mean, there's, this just doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, no. no. I'm just, if you're curious to watch either one of these ads, just Google them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, or go on co- YouTube. Yep. For the Cottonelle one, it would be hashtag freedom, freedom, of, of, peach. freedom of peach. And yeah, there is a peach. Uh, it's a center focus in the ad. Um, overall, the expected reaction, which we all know, is you're going to get you, – it's like a political throwdown. You throw something in the middle, and people take sides. But we, the way we talked about this, too, just loosely, was if you put – if you place brands on a grid – Oh, oh Eric no, loves I, the grid. Yeah, Steve loves the grid. If they're on a quadrant. Yeah, we like right? we, we should just here. rename you Matrix Steve. Uh, really? That would be pretty cool. <laughs> 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 uh, it's, I think that you're, you're seeing uh, – Based on where somebody falls in their their scale and size, there's a little more fear around making a stance versus the brands that have a luxury of drawing a hard line and just going full bore. Well, they don't have the volume. Like you look at Cotton now, it's like it's interesting because I'm not going to tell you people don't have an affinity for toilet paper brands because they do. Because we had the whole three ply discussion yesterday, which we will not <laughs> repeat. However. It's also a an area where it almost begs you to do vanilla advertising. So, you know, what I think what's interesting is Cottonelle's trying to break the mode mm-hmm. that you're getting out there now. Yeah, this I wasn't teddy bears jumping into sheets. This yeah. wasn't like sharp bears. And they, chose, and they chose Twitter of all platforms to do it, which yeah. is you know the the perfect formula. You have a kind of a controversial. It's, it's a throwdown. Um, yeah. It's the throwdown channel. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, what do you guys think? Do you think uh, both of these were intentional? Yeah, I think I think everything in marketing is calculated now. Okay. For better for worse. And I think brands are trying to stand out in a in a you know, left brain kind of the category white noise space. How do you break out of it and, and get talked about? And I think you're seeing variations of that, you know, depending on how how corporate the brand is and how many tiers of approvals are needed versus a very brave brand manager saying, This is our belief and we're gonna go out with it. Okay. Yeah, I think um, I think Cottonelle, you know, the more I think about it, I think it's definitely intentional. I think that, you know, you, this is a subject, LGBTQ is a subject that's, uh, you kind of have to tread lightly. And now we're looking at creative where they're going all in and saying a lot of pretty bold things. So that is uh, a strategy. And uh, they chose Twitter to release it. And, um, <clears throat> you know, part of the messaging was uh, that the ad had been censored, um, whether that was deliberate or not, but, you know, watch our ad that you can't see on TV and some of that stuff. It's a a nice Um, intrigue, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, cheers to them. I think that they um, respected people's, um, you know, gender identities and sexual orientations and everything in in a fair way. So um, no knock on them for that. And look, we are talking about a toilet paper brand right now. (laughs) And many other people were over the last week. So uh, I would argue that it worked for them. For Cottonelle, I would say feed worthy. And Walmart, um, 
you know, cheers to them for um, for dipping their toe or for trying something out and um, being a little bit more progressive. I think that's a step in the right direction for them. Whoever that brand manager was who had this little bit, keep keep doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who the brand manager is. If you're listening out there, cheers to you. Keep rocking it. Yeah, I actually agree with you. I think um, with Cottonelle, why not? Freedom of peach. I mean, it's, it is feed worthy. With Walmart... I'm going to withhold judgment to see what do they do next. Because mm-hmm. I agree with you, Steve, is that I think they're dipping their toe in the water because they don't want to. They're, they're in blue country. Are they going to see a big backlash in their, in their base customer because of this? So it'll be interesting to see, do, are they truly bold as a brand and they follow up with something? Mm-hmm. Or do they go back to what they were doing prior? Yep. That's an interesting point. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I that's a good feed point. Feedworthy or worthless? Yeah, uh, yeah. Feed the ultimate question yeah, yeah, of the it's, podcast. It's, it's feedworthy. I mean, look, if you if you would have said, you know, I'll give you a thousand dollars if you can guess which three brands we'd be talking about, and I'll give you a thousand guesses, and and you guessed Cottonelle. We cheers to you because that <laughs> I've never I would have predicted. We would have and by the way, I probably Cottonelle. wouldn't have guessed Walmart either. <laughs> Certainly Walmart over Cottonelle. I, I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Walmart had that great uh, the the super uh, super oh, the spot that we liked a lot. Yeah, right? grocery pickup. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I think this is a fun way, uh, you know, a fun topic, a fun way to kind of to, to cap the episode. At least I enjoyed seeing both of these brands activate here around this idea. Um, for better or for worse, I don't I don't love seeing that a lot. There's a lot of negativity that follows this type of this type of approach, and uh, the brands. I think the brands did a fair job of staying clear mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, I like, think the negativity was expected, though, yeah, within yep. that sort of like, you know. Um, what, what, so moving on to one last subject, and that is an update of our previous episode. So in our previous episode, we talked about the whole um, Bud Light and the corn syrup, which is still going on out there against yeah. Coors Light. Yeah. And, my God, how many commercials did they yeah. buy? The interesting thing is what Coors Light is doing. So you want you were, you were telling me about this earlier today, Steve. Yeah, someone sent a link, and it was uh, every time something happened. Every uh, time Bud the, Light took a stab at Coors Light. Yep, there'd be a, a refrigerator in a bar, right, with the light that would go off, and yeah. they would just be, have a free drinks around the bar. <laughs> it's just pretty awesome. It's wild. So they're rewarding. I mean, I love that idea of actually a sort of the anti-trolling. Yeah. So you're going to troll me? Guess what? All of my, all my loyalists are going to win. And wasn't that Bud Light that did the Cleveland Browns? Uh, remember when the Browns yeah, finally was, won? They had the refrigerators placed in every bar in Cleveland. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, well, that's, that's, this is Don't their stab think? back. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think that wraps it up. Um, another another good episode. And we had some food this time, which yes. is great. Sustenance. Yeah, thanks for lunch. Yeah, yeah we'll, Steve. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out how it settles after we all leave here. Yeah. <laughs> I've so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, we'll report back if uh, there's any uh, issues here. Oh, so thank you for listening, and uh, again, congrats to Eric. Thank you. I'm becoming an author, a that's, published author. That's say. Primal Shopper on Amazon, if you're interested. Yep, and uh, certainly reach out if you've got questions about it, because we'd be, uh, Eric would be happy yeah, to talk be happy about to. it. 
And uh, stay tuned. We'll be we'll be back in probably another three or four weeks. Yeah, we'll be back in a few weeks. Uh, if you know, I'll say our spiel here. If you uh, have not already, please subscribe to this episode. We get a lot of one-off listeners, which is great, uh, d- depending on each topic. But you can actually subscribe uh, through any of the major podcast players: Apple, Google, Spotify. Um, we're, we're across all of them. So hit subscribe. Catch our next episode when it comes out. And then we're all on Twitter. Um, I'm at Steve Saint Germain. At Steve at Rebuild. I at EG Bo. And also on Instagram, too. And, and IG. That's right. And that's where we're following these conversations, so we can see them live and actually catch some of our reactions to it, too. Um, um, by the way, if you have any ideas for topics, reach out to any one of us. We would love to get input on things you think we should discuss. Yeah, we're being forwarded articles now weekly, which, which is, is great. great. It, it, feeds yeah. the, it feeds the fire. So Feeds the podcast. <laughs> the podcast fire. Podcast fire. All right, we're going we're gonna to end this before, I, before, before we, we really start on fire. <laughs> Bye, everybody. All right, All right later. <laughs>